We knew right off the bat we wanted to bring value to holders and not necessarily in a way where it was lottery based, where maybe five folks would get a trip to the masters. Right, we wanted right. to make sure that we had benefits across the board in an equitable way that being a member of this community automatically and from the beginning has brought value even before we acquire the golf course. That's our North Star. We're still heading there, but the team is working really hard to continue forging these partnerships because everyone we talk to in the golf world is really excited about what we're doing. It's been really positive, the responses we've gotten and the folks who are excited about new technology, about new approaches to the game and about building the sport of golf have really been receptive to what we're doing. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, thanks so much for joining us and please subscribe to the show so you'll hear about all of our upcoming episodes and you can enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today my guest is Cooper Sherwin, the co-founder and head of community with LinksDAO. LinksDAO is a global community of golf enthusiasts in Web3, reimagining the modern golf and leisure club experience. Now, if you're not familiar with the terms Web3 and NFTs and the metaverse, I promise you by the end of this episode, you'll have a bit of a grasp of what the heck we're talking about here. So, hey, with that introduction, Cooper, thanks so much for joining us today and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast. Hey, Colin. Thanks so much. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, really excited to talk about LinkStyle today and get started. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, hey, to start off, you were going to record this with me last week, but we held off because Boohoo, you actually won through, I believe, some NFT contests. I want you to talk about this. And you won a free all-inclusive trip to Le Mans for the 24-hour race. Before we get into all the good things you're doing with Linksdow, t- tell us about that as far as how that NFT worked and how you actually won that contest. I'm, I'm really curious. Absolutely. It was a really cool surprise I got a little over a month ago through our friends at Garage XYZ. Got in touch with the folks that started the organization back earlier in the year. LinksDAO is a sports NFT organization. So when Garage was kind of getting started, I was in touch with their community manager, had some nice meetings with them and got really excited about the project. It's got some awesome art, pictures of cars and the project is centered around the automotive industry and, and motorsport and racing. And they had a application process for NFT holders, people who owned their NFTs to apply to go to the Indianapolis 500 and the 24 Hours of Le Mans in France. So I submitted an application and was selected as one of 10 ambassadors from Garage to go and attend that event. Just one of the magical, weird, random things that kind of occurs in this space to have an opportunity like that to go and spend time with the founders, get backstage access, or in this case, pit stop access for an epic and legendary race that I've been interested in, but never really thought attending, especially with being there with a team that Garage sponsored would be a possibility. So it was a really, really fun trip. Love the folks over at Garage and was a great time and, and cool experience. Nice, nice. And you use the word experience there. And that's one of the many things that owning an NFT can provide for you. And we'll, we'll get into that, this concept that you've got NFTs that are utilities and other ones that are securities. So we'll get into all that and what the difference is and where LinksDAO is right now. But in this case here, this really was a utility. It's something that you have the opportunity to then win and be engaged in an experience. Because a lot of people now are thinking as NFTs and crypto have been down a bit the last month or so. People now saying, well, NFTs, are they a scam? 
Am I just getting a picture that I can get anywhere on the internet and all these other, and we're going to get into this. And this, this is just one proof point or case example that you just gave that you end up winning because you own that NFT that it gave you that opportunity to be entered in something to win an amazing experience, which in fact you did. So, okay. So let's hold off on that for a minute. Let's get back over to the golf realm. And I'm going to start Cooper here with a question that I ask every single one of my guests now, and that is their connectivity to golf. Some people have never picked up a club before I have on the show. Not many, but a couple have. And some have played professional golf on the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, and everything in between. So love to start with this, Cooper. So what was your first ever golf experience? At what age? And what was that? What's your first golf memory? And also follow that up with your best golf memory that you've ever had, whether it's you playing or actually experience a, a golf event. So yeah, love to hear that. Sure. So I think my first golf memory might not be traditional golf playing, but I was really young, probably four or five years old. And a couple of my friends, we had a play date. We were outside playing with squirt guns and we decided that we wanted to go look for golf balls at a nearby golf course. And we ran off together. My mom looked out the window and couldn't find us. And so we were off exploring and looking through the woods for golf balls on this golf course. And obviously as a three or four year old, my parents kind of freaked out about that. But uh, I guess that was a precursor to my current golf game of wandering off in the woods looking for lost golf balls, which I, I do quite often these days. Nowadays, my favorite golf experience Probably a tie between getting to play Pacific Dunes out in Bandon yeah. as a teenager. I grew up in, in Southern Oregon and getting that Oregon resident rate to go out and play at that tremendous facility gave me a love and an interest in the possibility of what a golf course really could be versus the local munis and everything else. But that kind of magical golf that you hear about or read about at St. Andrews or in Scotland, right? That incredible experience that they've put together there. That was a, a really cool experience. I, I can't wait to go back to play uh, Old MacDonald and some of the other courses they've put together. Amazing, amazing. Well, I'm up in Vancouver, BC, Canada. So uh, I was hoping to get down sometime this year. I know the summertime is probably packed, but perhaps in the fall, me and some buddies are going to drive down and uh, go to Bannon for the first time. So looking forward to that experience also. So, okay, let's dig into, into LinksDAO. So I first heard about you guys for first week of January. There were a couple of articles written about what you guys had done. You've only really been around public facing anyway since really January 1st. So less than six months here with the recording of this podcast. So here, tell us about the early days leading up to, let's say, December. I know this happened very, very quickly. So yeah, tell our audience here what LinksDAO is and how you form this, what you put out there and how quickly this went kaboom for you guys. So let's start at the beginning here. Yeah, absolutely. It all kind of started with a tweet on December 15th from Mike Dudas, one of our co-founders. It was shortly after what some of the listeners may have heard, Constitution DAO, which was a, a DAO designed to crowdfund money to purchase a copy of the Constitution, which, uh, as many know, ultimately failed. And then other discussions about what DAOs could possibly do. And Mike Dudas tweeted, we're going to buy a top 100 golf course links DAO. And that tweet just exploded. It was apparent that the market, the niche, the opportunity for golfers to participate in Web3 with that type of community aspect was ready and apparent, and it just became a, a flood and onslaught. So a group chat server called Discord is the software that we use, was started up for the community to kind of get together and discuss ideas. Within that first day, there were about four or 5,000 people that flooded in wow. that were interested in this idea of using a DAO to own a golf course and participate in an online golf community. 
it exploded from there. And over the next two weeks, that madness of four or 5,000 people in this group chat, my role was creating the channels and the infrastructure. It started as a Google Doc that everyone in this server had access to. We were all just spilling our ideas in. So helping to orchestrate that and then secure that and make sure that everyone in there could focus on what they wanted to talk about and get to know each other, introductions, formatting the team and who was contributing and doing what and where and when. Over that two weeks, really, which in my experience is a pretty short timeline for an NFT project, many start months or at least four to six weeks out before mm-hmm. they go to mint. We capitalized well on that momentum from the initial onset of excitement and went to mint the NFT sale on January 1st for the allow list, the, the folks who had been in there since the beginning. And then we sold out in five hours on January 2nd, raising a little over uh, $11 million. So Correct. really just a whirlwind, exciting experience. And yeah, amazing thing to, to play a part in. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. So now that the rubber's hit the road, it's been five months. And now after that original initial adrenaline rush there, I'm sure there's a lot of things that this as far as SEC regulations and some other things we want to talk about first. But I want to step back, first of all, because one of the terms we're going to talk, have you define a few terms here for our listeners. But the first one here is in your name with links DAO. So with a DAO, so with a D-A-O, can you define that for our listeners, please? Absolutely. So a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. Many may have heard of Bitcoin, which is a decentralized currency. The decentralized aspect of a DAO refers to the fact that decisions and many aspects of governance and other aspects are not concentrated in a board of directors or an executive committee, as you may find in certain companies, to varying degrees. So whether that be throughout operations or or some decisions are made by the group or through decentralized protocol that's written into code that's executed in an autonomous way, right? So many of the aspects are not necessarily hands-on, but are democratic and voted on by the community. And then organization is that that other idea there of the, the structure that it's a community of folks who are interested in a common goal organized to achieve achieve something together. And DAOs exist today in a kind of regulatory ether between a company and a, a loosely affiliated club. The question exists today, what is a DAO and with regards to regulation? Some have registered in the United States in states like Wyoming, and they're basically treated by the government as LLCs. Some are registered in the Caymans or Barbados or other overseas places where DAOs are more formally recognized. And in the case of LinksDAO, we have a unique objective of owning a property in the United States. So we have a corporation that works in tandem with the DAO to achieve that objective because in the States, a DAO can't legally own property without other regulatory hurdles. So right now, it's kind of up in the air and we're looking forward to more regulation to give guidance there. But DAOs are a spectrum of that decentralized form of governance for pretty much any type of mission you can imagine, whether it be philanthropic, business-oriented, investment or otherwise. Nice, nice. Okay, so with your tagline of you want to build or you are building the world's greatest golf community. So it sounds like this explosion on Discord and the feedback and the traction that obviously that you guys struck a chord here. 
What did you find, because we talk about this all the time in entrepreneurship, when you have an idea, like what are the pain points? What are the gaps? What is missing here? What are people looking for that isn't out there already? So can you define that for us? What you are, I'm sure, still as a work in progress of putting together as you wrap your heads around this, because you don't physically have a golf course yet in a location. It could be anywhere in the U.S. So take that back a step and, and define that for us. What excited people so much that they're willing to take that leap of faith of putting their money in and buying, I'm assuming the currency was Ethereum here, whatever the cost was at about $1,000, give or take, because it fluctuates for them to actually buy that NFT, take that leap of faith without having all the other details or even any a location down. So what did you find there that people were willing to go, you know what, I love this, I'm doing it, let's go? Sure. I think the explosion of golf throughout the pandemic played a big part, not only with golf, but in, in Web3 and NFTs. And the idea of being able to have access through a community-based fundraise to a top 100 golf course, which traditionally are pretty hard to get access to, right? There's long wait lists, high initiation fees, sometimes stuffy rules and other things that people aren't huge fans of. The opportunity to make a pivot, a change in the way golf is thought about from that aspect. I think really resonated with folks. So having a more inclusionary and lower barrier to entry for that type of golf experience really got people excited to jump in and, and play a part in this. The other aspect of it that's come out since then is the community of golfers around the project and involved in the project that get to network with each other, get to meet each other, get to organize meetups where they are, and then have benefits because we are this cohesive unit of golfers online. So we can get a little bit more into the partnerships there, but that group group of golfers being able to connect. I think that's something that has really resonated with Web3. Those communities that are built around hobbies, built around interests, built around utility has formed bonds that some of these other projects that are more speculative, more just about selling a picture of a monkey or some other animal for a really high price that many people hear about mm -hmm. NFTs and Web3. These utility interest hobby-based projects are a much different breed where a lot of cool things can happen. And from what I'm hearing, community engagement is paramount for what you're creating here. It's what really your why. It sounds like your North Star. And you did touch on partnerships. So you guys are not standing still here after January 1st or 2nd over the last couple of months here. And I've even noticed on your website, just over the last couple of weeks and the announcements that you have partnerships in place that you started to touch on there. So similar to your good fortune with Le Mans of winning that, you are offering right now, rather than waiting for this golf course to open wherever that is and whenever that is, you're already giving benefits, rewards and delighters to everybody in your community that has purchased an NFT. So why don't you tell us a bit about the partnerships that you have and the benefits that your members get? Absolutely. So right after the Mint, we knew we had to get to work, not only with the process of buying and owning a, a top 100 golf course, a process that we knew was not going to take a Web3 attention span, which is usually two to four weeks, people get disinterested. So that's a much longer process, vetting and deciding what course to acquire and how to do all of the necessary logistics around that. So we knew we had to get to work so we partnered with Minimal Golf, Shipsticks, and a couple of other organizations right off the bat to bring value to members because we knew the timeline is going to extend a little bit beyond that normal attention span. So right, right. 
we started building from there. We had a members meetup in Austin at South by Southwest in March for about 150 of our LinkedIn members. We got to meet up in person, play golf, which was a really, really cool experience meeting up with members, getting to know people in person. So it's that kind of URL to IRL, as I like to call it, from online to real life, getting mm-hmm. to play together at courses where you may not have the opportunity to access by yourself. And then from there, most recently, we're really, really excited to partner with Callaway with exclusive discounts for members for Callaway products through their website. It's token gated. So only NFT holders are able to access these benefits. And we're building out a suite of technology and applications that allow our members to be able to access these kinds of really exciting and exclusive benefits. And then this week, we announced Topgolf as well. So members are able to get discounts to go and join the hitting bays and experience that Topgolf opportunity all around the country. We also partnered early on with Five Iron, which is an indoor mm-hmm. simulator organization. So we knew right off the bat we wanted to bring value to holders and not necessarily in a way where it was lottery based, where maybe five folks would get a trip to the masters. Right, we wanted right. to make sure that we had benefits across the board in an equitable way that being a member of this community automatically and from the beginning has brought value even before we acquire the golf course. That's our North Star. We're still heading there, but the team is working really hard to continue forging these partnerships because everyone we talk to in the golf world is really excited about what we're doing. It's been really positive, the responses we've gotten and the folks who are excited about new technology, about new approaches to the game and about building the sport of golf have really been receptive to what we're doing. Got it. Got it. So I'm really curious to hear this side with your partners, whether it's Callaway and Topgolf. Of course, Callaway owns Topgolf, so kind of two of the same in that sense. But even with Shipsticks or even Five Iron Golf, what motivated them to lean in and jump on board here? So what do you see the benefits that you're providing them by giving your members discounted access? Sure. We've had a ton of inbound, actually. It was really a cool experience. In the first few weeks after starting, people started reaching out to us saying, hey, we want to get involved. We want to play in the sandbox that you guys are building. I think the inclusive approach to golf, the low barriers to entry, and then the community that we've built. We have 15,000 folks on Discord, 30,000 on Twitter, and more across other platforms that we are working together and really active and excited about golf, right? These are people who love the game. They want to learn new things. They want to get better at golf. They want to meet up and play golf with other people from around the world. They want to go on golf trips. So this group that we've assembled is savvy. They're excited about the sport and uh, they provide a really cool opportunity for these partners to get their foot in the door of, of Web3 and this new technology, right? To be seen as progressive with not only the sport of golf, but this new technology we're using with blockchain technology and Web3. Yeah. Another thing I really love about what you're doing, rather than just putting it out there like you did on January 1st, is like, no, here is the big, hairy, audacious, long-term, risky goal of owning a golf course. We have no timeline on that. You're already providing member benefits and value right now, and you're always evolving and using that to engage. So I think that's, that's fantastic. That's really, really well done. Thanks. We're now going to take a short break to hear about what's new with Zencaster. Did you know that podcast advertising is way more effective than social media and traditional advertising? With 67% of listeners remembering brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them. I've been using Zencaster since day one of the ModGolf podcast, and I'm excited to tell you about Zencaster's creator network, which makes it easy for brands to connect with podcasters and their audience. Looking to get your product in the hands of people who will love it? Promoting on podcasts is the fastest growing advertising style in the world, being 4.4 times more effective than display ads. With Zencaster's new podcast marketplace, your company can negotiate directly with creators, collaborating with them to get the best bang for your advertising buck. 
Zencaster's Creator Network is the perfect place for you to get into podcast ads and sponsor your favorite shows. Like me, Zencaster matches you with the best podcasts, so your product gets to the right audience to maximize your advertising campaign budget. Interested in sponsoring the Modgol podcast or learning how podcast show advertising could benefit your business? Go to zen.ai forward slash modgolf and fill out the contact information so that the Zencaster team can bring your business story to life. That's zen.ai forward slash modgolf to give your product the opportunity to reach a new audience through the podcast they love. I want to learn this. I'm always about the customer journey also. Let's say myself. I'm not sure if Linkstow, if you're oversubscribed or if you're capped out right now, or if you can only actually pick up your NFT on a secondary market now. If I did want to jump on board and buy the NFT, I, I know you're working with OpenSea also, so you need to define that a little bit. So tell us about the process, whether it's myself right now or when the people within five hours they're sold it out, what did they have to go through? So our listeners out there that don't have a digital wallet or even know what that is, they're maybe confused as like, this sounds really overwhelming. I'm not doing this. So demystify that journey for us a little bit. Sure. So as it stands, the process of going from owning no cryptocurrency, just having a traditional bank account to getting involved in the NFT ecosystem and purchasing your first NFT is a little bit clunky. I'll be honest with you. There's a mm-hmm. lot of room for improvement in that industry. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a few steps that need to be taken. So first, you'll need to use an app like Coinbase or some other platform to exchange your US dollars for a cryptocurrency like Ethereum, which is what you use to purchase most NFTs and mm-hmm. in particular links to NFTs. Ours were sold out on January 2nd. So all of the tokens were sold. By the way, 30% of our members are first time NFT buyers. So this was the first NFT that they ever purchased. So really brought in a bunch of golfers who were excited to take that jump into NFTs and the remainder were more veterans in the space. But Mm -hmm. so it's not impossible. And if you love golf, this is a great project to get involved with as those people have stuck around. Our rate of people holding the tokens is really high. That being said, one of the cool aspects of Web3 hobby-based membership or interest is that the membership is liquid. You can buy or sell it at any time. We explicitly do not encourage speculating on the tokens that the value is going to go up in any way. But I can tell you that being a member, holding the NFT, like we discussed with these benefits, it has value. Even just being a part of the community, coming in, finding fellow golfers to play with, exploring benefits like Callaway, Topgolf, Shipsticks, that's really where our members find a ton of the value. The vast majority of our holders have bought and never sold. So If you were to go and want to join at this time, you'd have to do so in a secondary marketplace like OpenSea Mm -hmm. uh, or LooksRare. And to do that, you would have to take your USD, convert it into Ethereum, put it into a cryptocurrency wallet like MetaMask, and then connect that to OpenSea to purchase the token on the open market. They are available. Some members have minted more than one on Mint Day. And so they are out there. If you want to come join us, I would welcome you to come into the Discord and have a look around, follow us on Twitter, learn a little bit more. And as always, do your own research when it comes to uh, investing in cryptocurrency or NFTs. These are volatile assets and always consider that you're getting involved because you like the project or you like the art. I mean, there's a lot of art and other things out there and don't do it as an investment or as a speculative Mm -hmm. mission. So if you're a golfer, come golf with us. That's really the main mission we have there. Got it. Got it. So, okay. So, oh, I want to tell our listeners here also, if you heard a lot of things there, we're talking about MetaMask and OpenSea, rather than have you define every one of these, although you've done a great job defining a few of them already, and also with Web3. Go back and listen to our episode with Hype Sport Innovations 
Guillermo Herdera. So he did a great job of defining all these things for us. I'll put that in the show notes also. I have a link for that episode too, if you want to learn even more about these things. But hey, we want to be uh, all links now all the time here in our conversation here, Cooper. So we're recording this in the middle of June of 2022. So next steps, where do you see yourself going or what you can tell us right now without revealing too much or what is confidential? Where do you see the rest of the year rolling out and your next milestones that you're looking to reach? We are really excited about the future of LinkStow. We are just really getting started with these benefits. The The golf world is, is excited about where we're going. We just had a vote, a community vote. So that DAO, that decentralized process, the token holders voted for us to partner with a course sourcing and management partner. So we've spoken to a few organizations that are really well-known and well-respected in the golf space who are excited about what we're doing to help us narrow down that list of available golf courses. So ones that have that top 100 potential so we, we're really excited to jump into that process. And that announcement will be coming soon for which organization we are going to be partnering with on that front. So really stoked to get that process started and announced to the membership that we are buying a golf course. And the way that goes with the community is as a DAO, we have a ton of options for members to get involved. We have organizational groups that we call pods that are working on marketing initiatives. We have our partnerships pod, which has coordinated things like Michelob Ultra for our NFT NYC event, which is coming up on June 20th. I don't know if that, that'll be before or after this airs, but really looking forward to that as well as some other partners there. So we're looking to add to that benefits and that those partnerships in the third quarter and going into the fourth quarter, as well as launching a specific profile picture project to go along with the LinkStyle NFTs, which are currently just black or white spinning cards. So really giving an opportunity for LinkStyle members to have that picture that they can use across social media to identify themselves. And along with that, Lots of opportunities to link up and golf with other members. We have a program called Link Ups that's launching soon right. uh, for members to have their own local events and sponsored and brought to you by LinkStyle with cost offsets or, or marketing or those other assets with the community and the Global Golf Association, which is going to be more of a member to member reciprocity system. So working with that community of golfers to unlock more golf experiences and benefits uh, along the way. But we're looking to uh, acquire the golf course sometime this year. Well, that's what I'll say, but, uh, but hopefully as soon as possible. Got really it, excited about got it. it. So I find this really interesting. So the fact is it is truly decentralized and truly democratic that myself, if I own an NFT, I'd have the same voting rights as someone just because they own one and may have a net worth that's a thousand times as much as me. It doesn't matter. It's even. So for me, when you're voting on things, I would think even with choosing the golf course, since it is just a flat matrix rather than this hierarchical pyramid of leadership and decision-making, in a way, I would think it would be that it could end up being chaos. Or is it in fact the opposite? Is it dead simple and streamlined that a 50.001% of everybody voting says yes, then something then triggers into action and it's a go? So tell us about how that works with the voting rights. Absolutely. So we learned a couple of lessons from other DAOs in the past, Constitution DAO specifically, where they raised a bunch of money and that was a transparently existent amount of money that they were able to bid on the Constitution and then they were outbid. 
right? That's the story that happened. So they didn't succeed because they were completely decentralized and open. That lesson learned combined with the necessity to own a physical asset that will be owned by LinksDAO Inc. So the DAO, the decentralized, the voting aspect will be a little bit more vague. We will have a course selection and planning committee. Decisions about play style and clubhouse and rules and all those types of things will be decided upon by the DAO. The final course selection will ultimately be mildly obfuscated until that offer is handled and accepted. So we're going to narrow it down to region with the community. We're going to narrow it down to play style. We might talk about specific architects, those types of things with the community. But ultimately, the goal here is to accomplish the goal. And we have to be pragmatic about how we do that. So advertising, say that we were going to buy course A in this town on this date, might result in someone else swooping in and buying that course out from under us, which would not be an ideal outcome for the community. (laughs) So we really want to balance that decentralization and the advice and desires from the community with the ultimate achievement of that objective, which is course ownership and ultimately multiple courses down the line. So it's an experiment. I'm telling you, Colin, we are building the plane as we are flying it and doing our best to rely on this awesome community that we've assembled to guide us and and move us in the right direction towards these things. But it's definitely experimental and it's it's a really fun time as we learn and grow together. It sounds like the people that have already purchased your NFTs and are part of your community and also with your partners, they've bought into that emotional side of things too. So it is more of a right brain experience for them. They just love the concept. They love where you're going and they want to be a part of it and come along with the ride. And I get this all the time on a much smaller scale, even with sponsors or advertisers for the podcast. I got some of them that absolutely love what we're doing. They see where we're going, the trajectory, the stories we tell, why we do what we do. And they're like, Colin, I'm in, no problem. And then there's others not to name any names, but they want all the analytics. They want the number of downloads. They want it over time. They want the demographics and where they want. And I have no problem with that, even though we're very small. And for them, it's like, you know, I'm I'm no Joe Rogan here. We don't get those type of download numbers that that's what you're looking for, for value and that type of reach. So I found that also, that you've got these two different camps that either they're, they're with you, they love where you're going. They love the reason of what you're doing. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to figure it out as you, as you go. And they're with you for the ride. And it sounds like you've got a great community behind behind you doing just that. Yeah. And the mission as regulations come into this new paradigm is to have a fully decentralized, autonomous organization. All the votes, all of the decisions can be left down to individual votes. We'd love to have that happen now, but ultimately we have to make sure that we achieve the goal and don't violate any securities laws in the the process. Yeah. And that's one of the last things I wanted to touch on here because a lot of people out there might be thinking or heard bad stories with bad actors. It is a scam or it is fraudulent or, okay, great. You got this $11 million in five hours. What's there to prevent you and your co-founding group to not go out and buy a bunch of Lamborghinis and maybe buy a couple of golf memberships yourself there and a couple of properties and just walk away with the money? So you touched on a little bit about this earlier, just as far as with blockchain, that this whole idea of having this transparent ledger, that the fact there is traceability, there is accountability, and there is openness to that. So perhaps you could reinforce there of what security is in place there so people can feel confident that you guys are, are not going to empty the piggy bank. And then also, where is that $11 million? How does that actually exist? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Sure. So one thing especially to look for for your listeners who might be wanting to get involved with NFTs is to look for teams that are, we call it doxed, right? People who have put their name on the project. They have experience in the space. They have business experience in other realms. They are willing to put their name in their face along with a project. And that's one thing that I'm really proud to say LinksDAO has done from the beginning. So our team has put their names behind it. We have people like Mike Dudas and Jim Daly and Adam Beznovic and this team of founders that put this together are really impressive folks. And it's one of the reasons why I was so thrilled to get involved. So that's one thing is that degree of trust that you can have. It's not just cool guy 42 with a cartoon profile picture. These are real people with real business experience. (laughs) So that's one aspect. The second aspect is the treasury is currently held on chain. So you can Mm -hmm. go to a website and view the balance of the treasury and all of the money that's been spent so far out of that treasury account is visible. And we've posted about it in our Discord announcements. And we've been really transparent with the community about where those funds have gone. Ultimately, the main aspect of what makes this whole thing work is the symbiotic relationship between the community and the team that's building this. LinksDAO acquiring a course with that money doesn't matter if we've abandoned the community's wishes, right? Because there'll be no members. It'll just be a piece of land. And the community needs the team and the corporation to actually acquire the piece of land. So they would be a golf community without a golf course. So these two forces are working together in pretty much every aspect of the organization to achieve this common purpose. It is all transparent. It's on the blockchain. For instance, if you were an NFT holder, you can come in and you can participate in many of these working groups and be involved in these conversations about what we're doing day to day, become a contributor to the DAO and build up what vision you want to see, what direction you want to see the organization take. So it is really democratic. It's really ground up and we're all building together to make this vision a reality. Got it. Got it. So I do not have the net worth to uh, even consider buying a golf course. I'll be honest, I, I'm not quite sure what the price range is. And I know it, it varies depending on location, size and quality and the value of it. But I'm assuming it's more than $11 million US. So I'm just going to pull a number out of the air. Let's say it's 50 million. Let's say it's 100 million. How are you then going to cover the rest of those costs? Is your plan to have a second and even a third NFT drop? What's the plan in order to be able to cover the capital expenditure of acquiring the golf course? Absolutely. So that first cohort, the first fundraise from the NFT sale is being held mostly for community initiatives, right? Things that we want the community to vote on and give back paying our contributors, people working to bring the mission forward. We've used only a very small portion of that in this first six months. Meanwhile, LinksDAO Inc. is going through a fundraise where we are raising funds from outside investors, as well as opening that round of investment to our NFT holders. So NFT holders did have the opportunity to participate in funding and investing in LinksDAO Inc. So we're doing an external fundraise aside from the NFT raise to raise the capital necessary to acquire at least the first course, looking into a bunch of different options as to how to make that the most economically viable option for the first course and future courses. So a combination of acquiring a course that might need some work to put into it and then investing in course architecture and redesigning to bring it up to that top 100 level is an option. There's right. The other option is buying land and building a golf course from scratch, right? Which is a really, really cool and exciting opportunity for an architect to get a really uh, a virgin piece of land and use it as their canvas to build an incredible golf course on it. The only problem with that, we mentioned before, the attention span of the Web3 space, that's a five to eight year, at the very shortest three year deal to build a right. golf course from scratch. Yeah. Whereas buy one with good bones and renovate is a much shorter timeline or 
like you said, if you wanted to spend 20, 50 million dollars and buy one of those courses that does make it onto top 100 lists and do very minimal work, it has the clubhouse, it has the pool, the tennis courts, all of that. We could potentially spend that money to do that and have a golf course open instantly. We have to worry about existing membership. Wouldn't want to upset any groups of local people or anything coming in and, and taking over their course. So there's a lot of variables in that process. That's why we really want to partner with uh, an experienced course management and course sourcing partner to identify these opportunities and kind of balance these options when it comes to acquiring that first course and future courses. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I've had in the podcast several leaders from golf course management companies. So I'm happy to make some introductions, although I've got a feeling you guys already have that covered. Sounds like you guys are uh, three steps ahead here where, where you need to be already. So you already asked a couple of questions that I was going to finish up with. And that was one of these logistical ones. It's like, yeah, an existing top 100 golf course. You've got all these existing members. What happens to them? Are they punted out then? Or are they actually then financially bought out? Are they allowed to then fold in as a Linksdown member? So I'm, I'm sure these are things that you're exploring all the time as far as scenario planning, correct? Sure. So we haven't determined exactly what we would do in that scenario. So one course of action would be to acquire a golf club that has existing members, right? Yeah. Whether they are bought out or folded into the existing Linksdown membership, that's a question that would be determined based on factors on the ground. One option that we really like is looking at a public or semi-private course that doesn't necessarily have any equity members, but is you know a favorite of its local community. And acquiring that course, putting money into it, redesigning it and renovating that course and providing the option for that course to be used still by the local community. Certain times we'd love to sponsor local high school and college golf programs and, and youth programs for golf. And if a public course, we don't want to take that away from the community, but we want to allow continued access to golf as part of our mission of being inclusive and growing the game. So we're really looking forward to being friends of whatever community we do end up joining by acquiring the golf course. Hopefully, adding a ton of value to the golf in that area, that region, and for our members uh, across the country and across the world. Gotcha. Gotcha. So with your membership, are you looking at eventually, if you do a, a second NFT drop there and have even more members, is there in your mind already a maximum that you can have? I'm sure you've already started with this scenario plan. It's like, if we've got 18 holes, we've only got so many tee times on our tee sheet here. If we have 5,000 members, even though they live all over the country or even all over the world, they're not going to be there every single day. But even just the logistics, just the numbers of throughput, have you worked with that of what the maximum number you can have that you won't then have to turn people away and said, uh, well, yeah, you're not able to get a tea time for a year and a half because we're booked. Yeah. So we're definitely not looking to expand that Genesis NFT collection, right? That first release that we have, we have about 5,300 unique holders. That's a healthy number of members for a golf yeah. course, right? So we are looking, uh, of course, to find a course that has 36 holes or more, a club that we can have that type of capacity. And looking at the models that exist at properties like Bandon, where they're playing over 100,000 rounds a year on all of their courses, uh, sometimes even more than that. Analyzing the options and possibilities for how we organize membership to do that. So the Leisure NFT comes with the option to purchase one individual membership and the Global NFT, the little higher price option, comes with the opportunity to purchase two individual memberships or a family membership. 
considering the geographic distribution of our members, which is kind of all over, we are certain that there will be some type of flow of current NFT holders from regions that are far away from the existing course to potential members that find out that we acquired a course in their backyard. So we're going to have to deal with the logistics of NFT holders and who ends up actually initiating that membership in that first year and making it work. We've had a bunch of really good conversations with golf course managers. Uh, and the lead on this from our side, Adam Besnevik, has just done an incredible job. He's a golf fanatic. He, he's been having a lot of his conversations and studying the options there to make sure that this is a possibility and make sure that each of our members has an absolutely killer golf experience every time they want to come to the course. So it's an experiment. We're working it out, but I'm very confident in this team's ability to execute and continuously deliver value, especially when it comes to the course for our membership. Love it. Love it. And to finish up here on your website, I'm just looking at my other screen here. You do describe that very nice at the top of the difference between a global member and a leisure member. So I encourage all of our listeners to go check that out. So, hey, to finish up here, Cooper, why don't you let our listeners know where they can learn more about LinksDAO, both through your website and uh, and also on social media. Please come and visit our website at linksdow.io. That's a great starting point. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash linksdow. There's a little button there at the top to subscribe to our newsletter called The Mulligan. It's one of our community developed products and it is an awesome newsletter. Uh, our subscribers have been growing. People absolutely love it, especially if you're not interested necessarily in following every tweet or joining the Discord. It can be a lot. So that newsletter, The Mulligan, is a great way to stay up to date on what we're doing at LinksDAO. And if you want to get even more involved, see what joining the community is like, you can go to discord.gg slash LinksDAO. Join us on Discord in our, our community hub and really see what's going on. There's events, activities. Tuesdays are our community days. So if you pop in on a Tuesday, you can come into our question and answer fireside chat and come up and ask me a question. I'd be happy to welcome you into the community and answer any questions you might have. You can also find me personally on Twitter at twitter.com slash coopnft. That's C-O-O-P-N-F-T. And shoot me a DM. I'm happy to always talk to golfers and people interested in Web3 about anything you might want to talk about. Good stuff. Good stuff. So as I always do, I will include all of those links that you just mentioned on the show page for this episode. Also, I'll create a, a bio page for you, Cooper, and I'll include those links in there also to make it nice and easy for our listeners to find you and LinksDAO. Cooper, hey, why don't we finish up with that? Thanks so much for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast. I'm super excited to learn more about what's going on, to keep an eye on you guys, to see where you go in the trajectory. Hey, we're going to have to have you back on the show sometime soon to give us an update. How's that sound? Sounds fantastic. Uh, maybe we could talk about the course routing at the, uh, the first course we acquire. That would be amazing. Okay. Hey, thanks so much again. Great to finally see you coming back from Lamont there. Cooper, let's talk soon. Thanks. Pleasure Bye speaking with you. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.